everyone, and welcome to this week's podcast of Dr. Wright Breaks It Down for You. My name is Jessica, and I'm here with my dad, Dr. Wright. Hey, Dad. Hi, Jessica. So for this week's topic, I was driving around Chicago, where I live, and I was stopped at a traffic light, and I got to thinking about the history of traffic lights and how the older ones worked and what madness it must have been like before traffic lights. Famous pictures in Chicago of carriages and buggies all kind of piled on top of each other and how that idea came about. Yeah, you know, I know a little bit about it. The first traffic lights were started, I guess the first traffic flags were really started because they had these things called semaphores. A semaphore is like the flag twirlers or the old guys during Napoleon's age for the military. They'd have the flags and they'd position them, meaning advance or come back or go left or go right. Oh, yeah, like the standard bearers. Exactly. And these guys would actually give signals to the army. So they would move forward or back or move to the left or to the right. And they started using those with trains. And as the train would go down the tracks, the weight of the train would push a lever that would cause a flag to come out. And it was either red or green. Red men stop and green men go. And so the first guys to ever make traffic lights had flags like semaphores that were a lot like the railroad signs. How did those work? You think those were probably electricity or maybe... In the very beginning, they had a guy that would actually pull a lever and the red would come out. It was all done by hand. It's so silly. It is silly. And they do it by hand. They'd have a guy sit there and watch the traffic. And this is when there was people walking and buggies. And this is before the cars. The first intersection where they actually had some kind of light or signal was in 1868 in London. And red meant stop and green meant caution, which meant just be careful and don't go too fast. Huh. Yeah, I wonder how they thought of those colors, because it almost seems like a very historical red has meant stop and green has meant go for hundreds of years. I didn't realize that it had been used back in London back in 1868. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know why red and green. I would not be surprised if it went back long, long time ago when the first standard bearers had the colors. Actually, red is not that powerful of a color. Blue is actually more powerful. It's a very powerful wavelength, and it penetrates pretty deeply and pretty strong. Red is the one of the first ones to be lost, so it kind of surprised me. But the uh, first city to ever have a traffic light was Cleveland, Ohio in 1908. Huh. And they had a, supposedly a light, an actual light, and they used an oil lamp, and it was a first traffic light. And my understanding is there was a guy there that would actually pull a lever, and the colors would shift to red to green. Matter of fact, they didn't have yellow. It would go red, and then it would went red for all directions. So everybody had to stop. And then it went green for a particular direction. So there was no caution light. It went red, then all red, then green for a particular direction. That seems smart because at least in Chicago, it's definitely yellow means speed up, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. Oh, and also I heard that the first four-way stop was in 1920. There was a guy named Potts. He was a police officer and he was an inventor. He was one of the first ones to actually do a lot of the work. There was a big dispute in 1928. Who was the first person to invent the four-way traffic light? And he won. But there was another guy who actually did a lot of the inventions, and he sold his idea in 1920 for $40,000. He was an African-American. He was one of the first ones to own a car in Cleveland, and he sold his patent for $40,000 in 1920. And my understanding is $40,000 back then was a ton of money. Wow, yeah. Um, the old cars, they actually zipped around pretty fast. They were very dangerous. So these lights were not uh, – this was very serious business. Matter of fact, one of the first automated lights was in California. They had it where if you honked your horn, the light would switch. And so whoever honked the horn huh. most 
the light would switch. That way, it was kind of an automatic thing, and they outlawed it after a while because it was so noisy. It sounds like an awful idea. I mean, I guess a good idea at the time, but like, yeah, it would be so noisy and just the more aggressive. Oh, mess. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Oh, this is one little bit of, not trivia, but kind of interesting, is they're starting to make lights in LEDs. Those are little tiny electronic lights. And there's mm -hmm. a problem because these little electronic lights, so they're great. They use less energy. They last 10 times longer. Are they brighter than the other they're ones? Actually, yeah, they're brighter. But there's a problem. They're really cool. They don't get hot at all. During the snowstorm, it used to be the snow would go inside and kind of block the traffic light. But the heat from the light would melt the snow so the lights were always clear. With these new LEDs, the snow will actually fill up the traffic lights and you can't see them anymore. And so it's a new problem. You've got to go in there and clean out the lights um, during snowstorms. What do you think would be a good way to prevent that? Because the old lights are kind of recessed. So there is this chamber type air for the snow to collect. Is the solution to make a flat surface? You made a great point. My initial thought would be let's do something with heat so that the snow doesn't collect there. But heat is it's electricity, it's energy, and it's too expensive. The cowling or the cover that's around the light is important so that the wrong person doesn't see the light. You want the person oh. going in one direction seeing the lights. You don't want somebody who's going from the right to misinterpret it. Right. There's no reason to have the bottom of the light filled in. So if you could, like with a pair of scissors, just cut the bottom out of the oh. traffic lights. Keep the sides like a blinder on a horse, but keep the bottom open. So maybe what we can do is we can start going around cutting the bottom of traffic lights out. <laughs> going and, uh, around with like a, oh man, <laughs> and get arrested. That'd be... Get arrested. Yeah. Well, that's about it. That's my uh, knowledge of uh, traffic lights. They're fun. Okay, well, thanks so much, Dad, for researching all that and sharing that with us. That concludes our podcast for this week. Tune in next week for some other interesting scientific phenomena. And yeah, if anyone listening has ideas for us to discuss just on our YouTube channel, which is Dr. Wright Podcast, just go into the comment section and write what you would like us to talk about, and we will definitely get to them all. Thanks, Dad.